0: I have learned to trust my dear old friend Jennifer Weigel on most things and when she told me that uh, Rick, you've got to meet this amazing woman that I've met and talked to uh, her name, her name is uh, Kathy Getsky and you've got to meet her I'm meeting her over the phone and, uh, and uh, so Catherine this is not the way I would prefer to meet you but when Jen raved about you and the way you think and what you're doing, uh, uh, this is our first encounter of what I hope will be many encounters, so hello.
1: Oh, hello, Rick. It's so wonderful to meet you. Thanks a lot for taking time. I'm no, to chat with you. No,
0: don't be silly. You do so many things, and the reason we're on now is there's an event coming up next Saturday, correct?
1: Yes, there is.
0: What is the event?
1: We. Yeah, the event we're doing a run. It's called Strides for Peace is the name of the organization hosting it, and so we are we have a, a booth there, and we're going to be painting our first ever Shine Hope mural in Chicago. We're trying to get Chicago to be a hopeful city. Um, hopelessness is really the key predictor of violence. And hope is teachable. And so we're in Chicago. I just moved back here, and we're in Chicago to help activate the city around the science of hope.
0: Ho- hope is also uh, elusive, is it not, Catherine, or can be elusive uh, when when one is down and, uh, and troubled? Uh, it's sometimes hard to find hope, isn't it?
1: Oh, absolutely! It seems really, really far away, and at times unattainable. And um, yeah, and yet there are skills you can you can work on to you know help navigate what what is a common experience of hopelessness, which we all really go through. It's kind of that emotional despair, and then you feel helpless, and kind of what do you do? And so, one of the really teach. Yeah,
0: I don't know if you you've read my old friend Stud one of his most powerful books. I'm talking about my old late friend Studs Terkel, the the uh, the oral historian. He wrote a book called uh, "Hope Dies Last," and and it, it is about this very thing. And it it the title came from a woman. A retired farm worker, Jesse De La Cruz, who told Studs, "You can't lose hope. If you lose hope, you lose everything." Catherine, would you would you agree with that? I, I tend to agree with that. I, I, I think that's where desperation kind of takes over.
1: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I lost my dad, who died by suicide, and you know it was really hopelessness
0: when you were you, you were young. You, not not to dwell yeah. on that, but you were young then. You were eighteen uh, when that I happened.
1: Was. Yeah, yeah. And then I had my own attempt in my twenties, and again, it was a complete and total loss of hope and a lack of understanding that I need to practice skills to become hopeful. I mean, hopelessness is learned, you know. And well, so I was really good at hopelessness.
0: <laughs> how long? How and long need- did how long did that hopelessness for you last? And and, and how did you? How did you work out of that tunnel? Because that that tunnel, I've known a lot of people in the same situation, can be very, very dark and, uh, and desperate where you feel you can't even move forward.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, to me, hope, hope is a daily practice. It's a set of mm. skills that we use that we've got to work on daily. It's not that you're just all of a sudden hopeful. It's you know, really, how do you manage the stress, your stress response? And it's, it's an ongoing, you know, moment-by-moment moment kind of practice. It's not that you're just hopeful, and it's not, you know, hopelessness doesn't last forever. You just have to understand how to navigate the hopelessness and get back to a more hopeful state. Um, Give me an
0: example. I mean, I know you, I know you teach. I am looking yeah. very... F- I'm looking very forward to reading your book before I have you in here for a whole hour to explore this. The biggest little book about hope is the name of the book. Uh, Give me an example, could you?
1: Yeah, sure. So, I mean, we we named our company the Shine Hope Company because we use Shine as a framework now for all of our programming around hope. So, and that is an acronym for stress skills. So, Mm you know, how do you manage? your stress response and your sadness, your anger, your fear, and how do you practice and cultivate happiness habits. Um, We teach inspired action, so how to get out of helplessness to action. Nourishing networks, so how we kind of cultivate strong networks around us, how to find networks, how to strengthen them, and then eliminating challenges, which are thought patterns like rumination that can really drive us into complete despair if we continue to ruminate on things that happen or worrying about the future or internalizing failure, just kind of the things our mind does that keeps us stuck in that cycle of hopelessness. It, and
0: Can you give me an example? Any, I, hate, yeah. I hate to interrupt right, you, but... So you I, go
1: through a divorce. What? Yeah, no, you go through a divorce and you're in despair. So hopelessness is really just despair and helplessness. So any situation that you have that brings about an emotional response and a sense of helplessness, can activate hopelessness and then it can become persistent unless we manage that despair. So when we go through divorce, if we have feelings of sadness or anger, you know, how are we managing those in ways that are healthy and not in ways that are harmful to self or, or others? Yeah. And then how do we get from helplessness to action around it?
0: It occurs to me, Catherine Getzky, that that we live, especially now that you've moved back to Chicago uh this is a i find that people are are and i don't know if it qualifies as uh, as unhappiness but people are very very fearful uh, increasingly fearful of the climb in which we live and i would think that that could be a trigger or a breeding ground for for unhappiness don't and do, do, Absolutely. do you do you find that
1: Oh, yeah. And the research supports it. I mean, the population is pretty high in hopelessness now. We've got teen girls, 57% persistently hopeless, Mm. you know, super high in the LGBTQ community. I think it was 48% of adults, you know, since COVID. I mean, it's, and we know the outcomes, it's addiction, it's violence, it's self-harm, it's depression, anxiety, and we know these are all increasing. But, you know, again, hopelessness is learned and so we get stuck in our cycles of hopelessness yep. unless we use skills to work our way out of it. And um, so and we're not taught how to hope. You know, we're just, it's this, like you said, kind of, you know, ethereal thing, or we don't really know what it is, we want it, but kind of how do we get it? Right. And so that's right. what I've spent the last 10 years figuring out, is like, how do you actually become hopeful? Because I know how to be hopeless, but how do I actually really work to activate hope in my life and it's a practice it's a daily practice and, uh, how did
0: how did you how did you not to get totally personal on this But and we're going to do this conversation again we're going to expand on this conversation when you can come in here and we can meet face to face uh how did you pull yourself out of uh, what seems like a very very dangerous place
1: yeah, I mean, I think it was divine intervention is, you mm, know. Really? I, wow. M- yeah, more than getting really present, getting really committed to my mission here. Um, my dad was an incredible businessman, taught me a lot about business. I had my own product line. When I started the product line, I committed to supporting youth and mental health and then got sober and really started understanding really the the, what causes suicide, which is hopelessness. It's a single yeah. consistent predictor of suicide. Sure. And like, then understand, well, what is hopelessness? And like, how can I get to hope? And so it was really a self-discovery journey and then, also, interest and desire to teach others so that, I mean, I think so much of my mental health challenges could have been prevented. I know I could have saved my dad had I had this yeah, knowledge and yeah. that I do now, but, you know, you can't change the past, okay. but you can definitely change others' futures. I mean, I can give you tools. I can't make you hopeful, but exactly. I can teach you how to be hopeful, sure. right?
0: Sure. Well, I love the, um, I also love the, the, the whole phrase on the notion of happiness habits if you could hold on for a couple minutes I we'll continue this conversation and i want you to talk more about the event coming up saturday but i want to ask you a couple questions about the 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 st- one of the problems i think you confront uh in trying to do the good work that you're doing is the stigma that attaches itself to uh depression and uh thoughts of suicide we'll be back Katherine at some time ago, pulled herself out of a very, very hopeless place, and in so doing, I think has made it her life's mission to help others find, in short, to find hope. You can get a ton of information about her by going to the website, K-A-T-H-R-Y-N-G-O-E-T-Z-K-E uh Jack Heinrich will put this on the website when he posts the show. Uh there is and you're doing so so many things, Catherine. You know, the I Fred place we could spend two hours talking about the Shine Hope company we could talk about. There is though and and you obviously confront it uh every day while you're trying to help people the the ridiculous I think stigma that's attached to to mental illness.
1: Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, super high. And when I started my work, you know, almost 20 years ago, yeah. I mean, it was way worse than it is today. Um, and I, you know, I think the co- opening up the conversation, I was just at the movie this week, 10 Counts. That's amazing. It's kind of a pre-release of it. It's all about athletes and suicidal ideations among athletes, The mm. immense amount of pressure. They're under, you know, the stress what elevated stress does to the body and the brain and our health and kind of all of that. And so I think, you know, leaders and people that are admired speaking about it make such a huge difference.
0: No question. Um, yeah, Eric
1: Kramer, yeah, from the Bears. Eric Kramer from the Bears shared her, his experience. I was on a panel with him. And just that's such an important start to really working on stigma. And then it's kind of moving to action. What can we do? What what can we You know, what things can we personally do to kind of move the needle around it? And, you know, the way I approach it from a hopelessness to hope standpoint, we all experience hopelessness. I mean, you fail at a test, you break up, you move, you know, someone passes away, Mm -hmm. you get a health diagnosis. I mean, there are so many things that can, you know, cause momentary Places of hopelessness, and it's really how you manage those moments that matters and really predicts if you develop anxiety disorders or depressive disorders, or, or if you kind of move through it more easily. So)
0: No question. Give me an example, if you could. uh, If you could. I can't wait to read your book. I'm lax in doing it, but the book is the biggest little book about hope. But give me an example of of a happiness. You mentioned it a little earlier in the conversation, a happiness habit.
1: Yes, absolutely. Well, happiness habits are those things that produce dopamine or serotonin, um, those like feel good endorphins, hormones, and I kind of think of it, you've got to have more happiness habits than stress. Sure. You know, you want to manage the, those stress hormones, um, with your happiness habits. So running, um, exercise, mm. physical exercise, nutrition, getting great sleep, um, you know, singing, dancing, kind of anything, anything that brings you joy. I mean, even smiling in the mirror, wow. laughing at funny videos. And, you know, when we go through hard times, we often stop doing all of those things, and our body, you know, reduces the amount of positive chemicals which keep us in elevated places, and that's really harmful to our bodies, and that's why, you know, when my dad died, I stopped doing the things that generated those positive hormones, and I was in my stress response, and my stress hormones got elevated and, and activated, and so it 's super important when we go through times of change that we're more even more diligent about those happiness habits.
0: Let um, me ask you too, and I will expand on this when we when we are face to face and i 've read your book. You were recently appointed to be a representative of the United Nations for the World Federation of Mental Health. Uh, this is an unfair question to really ask you but but w- w- give me the, how's the world doing in general? With mental health yeah. I, you know i'm sure I mean,
1: you know,
0: we're not in ukraine and so you know it, it just it just sometimes seems the world's moving too fast
1: yeah i know and, and i think a lot of people think that and feel that and see that there's yeah. a lot of you know what we call echo dread there's and there's the news is you know focused so much on the negative aspect of everything that's happening in the sure. world which Further reinforces our sense of doom and fear and worry. Now, the, and media, so, the media,
0: um, the media, is yeah. a huge part of that. I feel you know the the, the daily images of uh, horror oh. and uh, sinkholes and other disasters across the planet. Uh, yeah, I think Absolutely. that I think that's a big big problem too. Uh, Catherine, yes. it's such a pleasure to meet you uh, on, oh. on this way. But talk, to, please tell people again about the uh, about the Saturday event. That's coming up.
1: Yeah, so the event Saturday is at Grant Park. We're going to run. We're going to walk. We're going to be doing a mural. We want you to bring your hands because, or you know, we're going to help. You're going to help paint the mural, the Shine Hope mural for the city of Chicago. Um, we're going to share skills, how to activate hope in your life, the resources we have available, so the youth programming that's no cost. Um, how we can activate your company around hope. We have a college course. It's now evidence-based. We want to get all our Chicago colleges activated on hope. And, and really, you know, hopelessness is the key predictor of violence. So if we want to solve yeah. the city of Chicago's violence, you know, we've got to teach these kids healthier ways. To, you know, violence actually releases endorphins and dopamine. And mm-hmm. so, but how do, we, how do we get those same neurotransmitters and chemicals released in positive ways that are healthy for our future? And so that's you know, we're really excited. We're also going to be interviewing people. What are you hopeful about in Chicago? Um, What are people doing to help activate their communities around hope? And um, so we're really excited. So we welcome all to come out and meet us and and learn more about what
0: we're doing. Where in Grand Grand Park?
1: Yes, that's a good question. Um, I am not
0: total let's see if i can see it um, well you know they'll see a big crowd yeah. and they'll see some <laughs> nights maybe some balloons or something out there people hutchinson, will find
1: hutchinson field hutchinson oh god field, yeah so hard.
0: easy so easy to find uh katherine it's really a pleasure you sound one of the things about you you sound quite smart but you also sound uh and the world needs this you sound optimistic
1: Oh, yes. It's because I know that you can teach how to hope. And if you can teach how to hope, you know, you can really solve so many of these challenges. And we need people to be hopeful so they pursue their goals and, and work and have, are equipped with skills to really attain them. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's a good message. Thank it you. is a
0: wonderful message. Nice to meet you on the phone. Expect a call to come in the yeah. studio face-to-face one day after I've read your book, and we'll uh, continue this conversation.
1: Oh, that sounds wonderful. And good luck so good luck grateful. with the Saturday
0: event. I'm I'm grateful for oh. what you're doing too.
1: Oh, thanks so much, Victor. I appreciate it.
0: My pleasure. Take care.